What is up, you beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Built on Bitcoin podcast. Today, we have a conversation with Grace. She is a venture partner at the Stacks Accelerator and also the artist behind Crash Pucks, which is launching in the next two weeks or so. Uh, Yeah, this conversation was great. We covered a lot from how she got started in kind of the entrepreneurial mindset and journey, uh, when did she start drawing, how to build a successful community like Crashbunks has, and a bunch of others. I'm not going to talk too much, so just hop straight into the conversation with Grace and... Welcome to Built on Bitcoin. You're a multi-hyphenate. You do many things, wear many hats. How do you describe yourself when someone asks, what do you do? Uh, It's complicated. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I think, um, I guess for the most part, it's, it's artists and entrepreneur, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think we are so multifaceted. I don't, I don't think it's just me. I think just like, you know, human beings in general can be so multifaceted that, you know, it's it's kind of like hard to sum up. I'm I kind of just like to do what I'm interested in. So yeah, nowadays I'm adding music artists in there too because I've been working. I've been songwriting. I have a song that I'm releasing soon. Um, a couple of songs in the pipeline. So so yes, yeah, so it's artist, entrepreneur, music artist, venture partner at Stacks. But yeah, I, I think that's probably the, the gist of it. Okay. Uh, yeah. To to sum it up. To sum it up. What came first? Were you more creative and artistic or were you kind of more of like a hustler and an entrepreneur at an early age? You know, I think it's both, but I would say that artist came first. I've been drawing since I was uh, probably four, maybe even earlier. My mom's always said that like as soon as she you know, showed me how to put the pencil to the paper, I just took off and ran with it and started drawing. So, so is that, but I think I had like a really pivotal moment um, in my childhood where I realized that I could actually create something of value that I can actually create something that people love and they'll pay me for it. Um, And that was probably when I was six years old. I was, you know, still a kid. I was like the, the quiet kid who would just like sit and draw my desk. And then one day I was just drawing at my desk and another girl in my class came up to me and she was just like, hey, I'll pay you $3 to draw me three unicorns because I was drawing unicorns. So then at that point, I was just like, wait, what? Three whole dollars for me just drawing you three unicorns? That's great. And then ever since then, I, I just started creating a lot of stuff. I, I made a comic book. I think my biggest side hustle is probably selling chocolate. To- oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but it was kind of like, you know, I I think that realization of like, I can create something that people value that kind of like led me down an entrepreneurial path, which was like creating and then people uh, really liking it and then buying it. Interesting. So you, you got your early taste of the marketplace in the classroom. That's interesting. I had the opposite uh, experience because when Mm -hmm. I was six or seven, I told my dad, I wanted to be a cartoonist. Mm -hmm. And so he put me in this art magnet school and uh, my first class was cartooning. They had like a cartooning 101. And I started drawing and I was ter- like terrible. I never drew. I just read comics and thought I wanted to do what I read. But uh-huh. I, never, I never did the initial part. And uh, when I took the class, everyone around me was artists. Like they were drawing. 
And so I was like the bottom of the barrel. And so I immediately just like got discouraged and I, I left the class like a week later. So I, I went to like being more book smart than being creative when I was a young kid and didn't find it again till way later. Oh, that's so interesting. I, I mean, when you were a bit, did you start drawing? Like, did you, I guess you, you kind of, cause like, I guess like you can just get better at it if you practice over time and just like, draw more of the comic books that you're reading or something yeah I, I think that's something interesting about like especially in this current age we like to draw bright lines around things and like makes us like it makes our thinking clearer in a sense because we know what our boundaries are but it also kind of uh it kills nuance and I think that there's people that think that they're either creative or not or I'm analytical or not and I think I used to identify as like intellectual or analytical and that was what I was naturally but it was I think part of it was just being um afraid of the fact that I had like almost like trauma of the creative side when I was younger but I think that I think that everyone is most things especially creative though I think that's a muscle just like something in your body yeah definitely yeah um so I guess as a little kid you even just like thought of yourself as analytical and kind of just 100 percent. and like I think I found the, the dark side of it was I found my power in debate and mm. so I would be better than people even though I was smaller than most when I was younger uh, I would beat you mentally and so mm. I, would, I would kill you with my words mm. and, uh, it had a, a dark path where I was always just a devil's advocate and never took a stand on anything I would just do the opposite of what you said to beat you okay yeah uh, wow yeah, I mean, like, I had some trauma with, like, my creative work as well. I think, you know, that's great that your dad was encouraging because my mom was, I guess, like, even though she, like, initially showed me how to, like, use the pencil, she was actually really discouraging of my drawing and um, and to the point she would actually rip up all the drawings that I made. So I have, like, a lot of, like, trauma around, I guess, like, my art because it was just, like, it was, like, something that I so deeply was doing and deeply wanted to do, but... Like, and I also, I also got into art schools, but then, you know, she would be like, nope, you're not going. So it was very much like the opposite. That's so interesting, which yeah. made me want to do it more, I guess. <laughs> no, I, I think that's one of the things that drives me crazy in a sense. I guess it's based out of love, but parents don't want to see their kids go into a career that doesn't have a clear path. So like you'd be a doctor, you could be a lawyer, you could be an engineer and you get your degree and you're almost guaranteed to get a job as long as you're not like a total numb nuts. But with an art, an art degree, it's like you have no idea. It's the, the people who make money is far and few between. And so I think parents discourage us out of love. They mean well, but they do kill dreams in that in that regard. And so I wonder, like your mom being hard on you on that, you chose to balance both where you can be practical, but also do the thing that really makes your heart sing in a sense. Yeah, I ultimately, yeah, I mean, it was like, like kind of like a compromise. So I start off as more of a designer. So I, you know, I, I did both like the, the business side and the design side, but really gravitated more towards the design side. And then, and then became an entrepreneur where I think it was very much just like what drew me to creating startups was also like the inherent, like creative nature in that. Um, and, and like going back to like product design, I think that's like in a way, like also like creative and artistic in a way, to, to like varying degrees, but, but yeah, there's, there's a balance there, but, but it's interesting. I, I kind of like had to compromise ultimately and, and kind of just like did the, the middle. Well, that's, we're, that's we're glad we're all, I think we're all <laughs> glad you chose that balance. 
There was something I saw on your LinkedIn profile that caught my eye and it says, as an artist, Grace develops interactive experiences to inspire human potential using emerging technologies like brainwave sensors, VR, AR, and AI. And that's already a, a mouthful of jargon, but like the, the gist there is you're interested in human potential, but also using like the cusp of what we can to be creative. I'm just like, there's so many things there just to talk a second about it or just explain what, what is that? I think that's fascinating. Yeah. So my artistic mission, I would sum it up as I want to create art experiences that elevate human consciousness. And I think that is in part, like, it's like half kind of like motivational because, because I, I think I've always been like saddened by people who like give up on their dreams because I'm, I've, I've always been like very ambitious and I'm I always, always just like very like, like I had like big dreams and I'm like going to go do that. And I was kind of like saddened by people who, you know, would give up on themselves or, or, you know, didn't have the confidence to do that or something. And then I think another part is like what that means to me of like elevating human consciousness is also kind of like in, improving the self-awareness of society and also like healing societal trauma and just like a lot of stuff around the consciousness and the subconscious and kind of like bringing the subconscious to light. And so I was creating these art experiences. Well, I did one art installation that they're called brain paintings. Basically they're digital paintings that react to your brain activity. And that was kind of inspired by, again, this kind of like subconscious and conscious kind of ideation where where I'm like, oh, wow, so much of what we do in a day-to-day -day life is governed by our subconscious that we're not even aware of. Um, how, how can we kind of help people become more aware of their subconscious thoughts? And so I created these digital paintings that react to people's brain activity. So basically, it's like if you start getting into a calm meditative state, the painting changes colors. And then if you start getting stressed out, then the painting also reacts to that. And so it's kind of just like to show you the thoughts that are going on in your mind. I think that was to, you know, kind of like just like the tip of the iceberg with what I want to create, which is just, you know, I think combine a lot of societal, impactful, meaningful messages within my art. So yeah, so something else I'm exploring is also taking some neuroscience research that is often just stuck in academic research papers, but making it into a fun artistic experience that people can engage with and piques people's curiosity. I always like to play around with the newest technology. So it's just combining everything to, to make fun art experiences for people. It was a natural fit. You spoke about the unconscious and I heard it described one time that, that emotion is the way the unconscious talks to the conscious. And I think art kind of has that same kind of profound impact where we can't quite put our finger on it, but it does something to us, especially the most profound pieces where like collectively there's an emotion drawn out of it. What do you think is art's role in culture? I know that's a big question, but yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm wondering. Well, I love that question. I mean, I think I feel like for me, my, my driving mission statement for like my whole life and everything I do is creating experiences for the human connection. And what that means is the emotional resonance. And so that's kind of like 
what I strive for in my work to achieve, which is creating something that people could be like really love or just like evokes some kind of emotion. Um, and I think art, you know, some of the best art pieces can evoke that kind of emotion in people, whether it's sadness or happiness or, or like nostalgia or calmness you know all kinds of different emotions as an artist it's like the, the the artist is capturing that mood that like emotion in like a certain state on whether it's like on canvas or in film or in a song etc and then yeah sharing you know like baking it and sharing it with others I think art has the power to like really emotionally move people I guess like some something that I'm I'm doing is like I, I want to like incorporate more like meaningful kind of messages into my art pieces um, instead of it just being kind of like pretty or just like Instagrammable or something. I really want like a deeper meaning uh, to it. Interesting. You saying that seems like Crash Punks was almost inevitable. Like it's, it's such a good like amalgamation of everything that you do and have done and what you kind of, what your kind of ethos is. But yeah, how did how did Crash Punks initially, I know it's based on a book, which I haven't read, I need to, but when did that thought creep in your mind that I want to make an NFT collection and it starts to take the form that it currently has? Hmm. I've been wanting to make an NFT collection for a while. Initially, I, I was thinking, well, this was like way back. I was going to make this like... Um, like all because I got into NFTs earlier this year so so like officially in January um of this year of uh 2021 um but but I like like I it was kind of like in my periphery like the past few years where I wanted to like create stuff and even when I created the brain painting I was actually discussing with like the art curators of like how to like put the painting onto the blockchain but it was kind of like too complicated at the time but um I've been wanting to create an NFT collection for a while and then initially I I wanted to create like a all women's nft collection because when i came into the nft space it was just like all like male dominated and then i just like didn't feel represented and i was just like you know i wanted to create this like all women's nft collection but then i didn't get around to doing that and then i was like running stacks accelerator and then i really like stacks and so i want to contribute something to the stacks ecosystem to the stacks community and so that idea of like creating an nft collection came back where i'm like oh i i want to like create an nft collection for the stacks community and i really like sci-fi stuff it's kind of like cyberpunk aesthetic and so um, so that's kind of like naturally just like, and then it also turns out that Snow Crash is like the favorite book of like, you know, many of the uh, people within Stacks ecosystem. That's kind of what Hero Wall is also named after the main character in the book. And so, so yeah, I'm like ready to download myself into the metaverse. Like I've been, I think last year I was like creating a digital avatar of myself. I was just like, I want to be like indistinguishable from like a digital avatar and just like have this like digital avatar run around in the metaverse and like represent me and then ultimately like downloading our consciousness in there <laughs> um so yeah so i think I've, I've been wanting to do that as well so it's kind of just like a natural happenstance where it was just like oh you know let me create a collection around crash bucks yeah the sci-fi and cyberpunk totally the it's funny because when you're like the regular world the idea of a metaverse is so uh oh that was going crazy um, the idea of the metaverse is so foreign to people or like downloading your consciousness. And like, I'm the same way. I'm like, the things you can unlock and the fact that we're having a, 
a kind of like biological experience that starts here. Uh, it, it might not feel that different if you're in the metaverse, but um, it wasn't until I got into crypto and started to see things like pseudonymous accounts and I become friends with them where you're like, these are my, these are my pals. Like they show up every day and they create things and, and uh, you know, they have a consistent kind of personality and the way they type things that like at some level, the, the, they're no less real in some weird sense than the people I see when I'm going to the grocery store and, you know, getting my candy or whatever. Yeah. Um, is, is there a long-term goal to make, 3D avatars out of the Crash Punks inspiration? Yeah, that's totally possible. So we partnered with Moonray, and so there's going to be an unlockable video game character based on Crash Punks that Crash Punks um, holders can play within the video game. So Moonray is this play-to-earn video game um, built on stacks, Bitcoin as well. And so, yeah, that's going to be a character that that people can unlock. And hopefully... Yeah, hopefully, you know, the, the metaverse can can happen, you know, eventually it'll just be in the hands of, of everyone else. You were on a Twitter spaces recently and I popped in and I started talking about how I had the idea for something called Stacks Tacos. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just a thing I was going to experiment with, experiment with NFTs just to like get my hand uh, you know, in it and try it out. And you actually engaged me and were like, well, you know, I'd, I'd think about it this way, or you could tack it that way. And like, we were breaking down some of the, how to make an NFT collection. And I think, but if you were giving advice to someone who is thinking about starting an NFT collection and they, they have the rough idea of how the art might look like, but nothing else really, what advice would you give them from kind of a design space, but also thinking about things like roadmap or community, like kind of like the, the, the broad strokes of what to, what questions to ask themselves so that they can have a good ideally launch? Yeah. So I think there are two ways to approach it, right? So one way is just like start with the art and then build the team gradually. Or another way is, you know, like if you happen to have like friends who are all so like into NFTs and want to work on it with you, then you can all like team up. That's another way. The way I started was I, I just started creating the art pieces first and then the team gradually formed around it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I also have another collection that I want to work on, which is around neuroscience. And I want to create an NFT collection around neuroscience. Another project that I want to do is uh, create a DAO to fundraise for consciousness neuroscience research so that we can ultimately understand the nature of consciousness. (laughs) A lot of science is very underfunded. um, And I I hope that, you know, that can be a way to, to find something that isn't traditionally funded and overlooked, but, you know, philosophers have pondered it for centuries. Now we can, you know, finally run the experiments to find the answers with with the power of nfts and DAOs, um so yeah so so that's another project that i'm i'm working on I'm, I'm currently looking to build a team around that as well but 
the way I approach it is I start with the art first and then the, the team forms around it. So having the engineers who work on the smart contracts and then having someone who is in charge of community and marketing. So on our team, we have, this is number one, which is an NFT platform that's been, you know, in the Stacks community for a while as well. And then we also have Trevor, who is a managing director of Stacks Accelerator. And he's been heading up a lot of the community and like marketing aspect of it. So there's a lot of like moving pieces to think about. And also like the tokenomics and game mechanics. The idea of funding research is super interesting. And it didn't hit me till recently that that's kind of what these NFT companies are doing. Like some of them are doing it just for the art or for their own pocketbook, but a lot of them are bootstrapping through these collections. And it's, it's kind of like a new way of kickstarting, but there's more incentives on both sides, which it, it, it just struck me how profound and how ingenious that is with, with aligning crypto and your, your art that you now hold is funding a company, but now there's both, you can hold it and they can build. And if you're both like aligned, then it grows at the same rate, which I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're just opening up the potential of NFTs and all of this. What about community? How do you think about fostering community because you guys have done an exceptional job at that yeah we started um building the community a few weeks ago with a discord channel and this video that was announcing the launch of crash punks discord kind of like gives a really good tooling to help manage community in that you can you know set up different channels and have bots to um in, in our case, we have like this whitelist where people can um, start engaging in conversation and inviting other people in order to get whitelist, which is early access to the minting of Crash Punks. And then a lot of it is just like organic conversations. So in our Discord, a lot of the community is either uh, people who have been part of Stacks or people who are just finding out about Stacks. And so, yeah, so a lot of people chatting about NFTs and just like how to c- collect and navigate the NFT world on Stacks. And then also like talking about all the re- recent launches. So so a lot of it is, um, yeah, just keeping the good vibes going and then also finding really good community managers to help moderate that's that's a big part as well because i've been like really heads down with the the art side of it i think we have like ten thousand people in our discord now and everyone's like super engaged in the discussions so we have uh, community moderators who are helping people navigate so whether they want to be whitelisted answering questions helping them get whitelisted and and kind of like showing them the the way was there any part of the process as you were designing these that was harder than you expected or the reverse of it was more rewarding than you anticipated yeah it's it's quite challenging this is my first nft collection genesis drop and definitely um it's it's ten thousand pieces with like over 250 traits um and I guess keeping track of all of them, um, it's like multi-level. It's like the, the ideation of, of like, you know, what to draw. And then even having systems around it, I think can help ease the process. 
so yeah figuring out what to draw then layer management because so i'm using procreate and there's like a cap on the number of layers that you can have within a file and i've like run out of layers so many times that i have like multiple files so it's kind of like <laughs> just like growing all these tentacles and like running everywhere right now <laughs> yeah and then what else so yeah there's the ideation there's like layer management there's the rarity scoring there's the roadmap there's just like so many aspects of it so. right on right on um well this has been great if people want to find out more about crash punks or you where can they go um well they can go to crashpunks.com where they can join our Discord server and see what it's all about. So um, we have a lot of uh, different channels that introduce you all to what Crash Punks is and when the drop is happening, which is going to be announced soon. That'll be happening in two weeks. So get ready for that. Yeah. And, uh, and then we also have Twitter Crash Punks. So that's at Crash Punks. And what else? And then my Twitter is UXCEO. Yeah, I think those would be the, the best ways to find us right now and, and stay up to date. Awesome. So now they know where to go. Grace, thank you for taking the time. Uh, I love what you guys are building. Uh, yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Well, it was so great to chat with you and thanks for having me. Welcome to Built on Bitcoin. I know that things don't always go your way But I'll be right here waiting I'm waiting now I've been trying to figure out a way to make it out Make it out cause I don't think about everything going wrong